0: What's up, everyone? It's Michael Scotto, Hoopsite.com's NBA writer and host of the Hoopsite podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by a young man who was just voted the top breakout candidate for this season, according to a recent poll I conducted with 15 NBA executives on Hoopsite. Cleveland Cavaliers point guard Darius Garland joins me now on the Hoopsite podcast. Darius, how's it going, brother? Appreciate you taking some time for us. Oh, thanks for
1: having me.
0: You know, Darius, I wanted to get your uh, reaction off the bat. When when you saw that you were voted as the top breakout player going into this season, uh, according to those executives, uh,
1: what was your reaction to that? Um, I actually found out like a couple of days after. I'm not like a huge social media guy. So, uh, yeah, I came to the facility and like they just started talking about it. And they told me. So I was pretty excited when they told me. Um, I mean, it's an honor, truly blessed to just to have the guys just talk so highly about me. So, I mean, I'm super honored.
0: You know, it's one thing for these executives around the league to have, you know, expectations, but obviously you as a player and, you know, a former high lottery pick, you have your own expectations. So uh, with that in mind, I was curious, what are your personal expectations and your individual goals going into this season?
1: we're um, really just to get better uh, we have a young squad coming in this year so just trying to be a leader for the guys uh, I mean Evan he's like a young guy so he's calling me like his bet almost so just I mean it's kind of weird because I'm going to my third year and, uh, <laughs> and he's calling me a bet already it's kind of crazy but um, yeah just showing that I could be a good leader um, trying to lead by example uh, trying to talk to a lot of guys, and then just win games, really. Um, I mean, that's what we're trying to do, for organization, and um, and that for myself, just try to get better every day. Uh continue just to get better and um, hopefully make a push for an all-star game or something for the first time in Cleveland, and that'd be cool. So, yeah, that's that's my goals for this summer, I mean, for this year.
0: I got a kick out of... Uh evan mobley calling you a veteran if you're a veteran then ricky Ru- <laughs> then ricky Rubio's as old as a fossil i, I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i mean and you talked talked about going into your third year um you know for you you're still a young guy and for maybe some people that aren't aware of your game on maybe the national radar outside of cleveland and you know from your time even at uh Vanderbilt, what? Who would you compare your game to as a player?
1: Um, I mean, I, I watch a lot of guys. Um, Steph Curry, Kyrie, Chris Paul. Um, I like Damian Lillard a lot. I try to take little bits, bits and pieces out of their games to put in mine and just try to. Try to do some of the things that they do really well and uh, try to put it in my my game,
0: really. And, you know, the other thing is that we always see before the start of the season, you know, this was a breakout player poll, but you also always see um, publications put out their rankings for either the top players overall or the top players at their position. And and you being a guard and, um, you know, having those point guard skills, I, I was curious Going into year three, where where do you feel that you rank among uh, the rest of the NBA point guards in the game right now?
1: Um, in my opinion, uh, I think I'm up there for sure. Uh, I mean, I think last year I just really solidified myself, I believe, and um, I think this year I have a lot to learn. And I mean, I'm coming back for more this year, especially I have a target on my back of uh, all the executives say I'm breakout player of the year, so a lot of people are gonna be coming at me and trying to see what I can do. So I'm just really just coming in, try to be aggressive, try to play the game the right way, and um, try to get wins. Really.
0: And you touched on kind of having that back, um, that target on your back, but now that you, you've been in the league a couple of seasons now, so looking ahead, I know you touched on for the team winning games, but have you ever thought about your long-term goals uh, for yourself individually that you want to achieve as a young player in this league looking ahead?
1: Um, I mean, team goals, of course, winning championships. Um, trying to get as many wins as we can. But, I mean, I want to be an all-star. I want to be the best I can be and one of the best players to ever play this game. So that's, that's always my goal since I picked up a basketball. I always want to be the best version of me. First of all, and um, yeah, I want to be an all star. I want to be known around the league. I want to have like my kids (laughs) and friends talking about. uh, I remember Darius Garland and stuff like that. So that would be pretty cool. But uh, a lot of all star appearances, that would be be amazing. Hall of Fame. Mm
0: -hmm. Hey, sky's the limit, man. You might as well uh, shoot for the stars. Um and, and for you, it, it seems like you, when you've been on the floor, you've been able to do some things. I, I know like towards the end of last year, uh, I want to say around uh, April or so, you, you had one of your better months of your career statistically. So for you in this off season, what have you done to kind of maintain your health going into this season and, and also uh, any sp- any particular parts of your game that you were working on? I, I know a lot of guys say, you know, I'm, I'm working on everything, of course, but anything in particular you worked on?
1: Yeah, uh, extending my range. I've been working on that a lot. Um, shooting off the dribble, like coming off pick and rolls, uh, a lot of ISO situations, different step backs, different ways to get into my shots. But, I mean, as you know, the league is going towards three-pointers, of course. So, anyway, I can get my shot off at the three point line or beyond. That's that's what I've been working on all summer.
0: Yeah, it seems like everybody wants to extend their range to the logo now. It's it's wild. I feel like I feel like I feel like we're, like we're going to need a four point play or something soon coming up.
1: Yeah, for sure. That might need a four point line. That'd be dope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, for the guards, it would be amazing. Um, and you, you, you know, you touched on the team right and and trying to get wins this season so you guys made some pretty big additions to the roster you you touched on evan mobley um the highly touted rookie that's coming in you also get lowry mark and in the sign and trade and and ricky rubio comes over as well so you know let's start i guess with evan um you know you joked about him calling you a vet. when you look at evan mobley what can he bring to this team, and like his future going forward?
1: Um, I think this year he's gonna be a big help for us, actually, especially on defensive end. Um, he really prides himself on a defensive end, so um, I mean we're we're taking that and running with it, literally. Even though he could do a lot more other things in this basketball game, but uh, defensive wise, I mean he can slide his feet. Uh, We can switch one through five, literally, with Evan and Jared Allen. Um, I mean, he's really versatile. Uh, He blocks a lot of shots. Um, I mean, and he's just a really good basketball player on the offensive end. He can really shoot it. Uh, Mid-range game is really, really nice. He can put the ball on the floor. I mean, it's a lot of things that Evan can do, and when he gets – use his body and fill out his body is going to be crazy. He has a really bad future ahead of him.
0: Uh, that seems to be the consensus. And another guy that was a former uh, high lottery pick, Lowry uh, joins you guys. And from your vantage point, I don't know how much, uh, I mean, you have gone up against him when he was in Chicago, but it seems like you guys have gotten a play a little bit from some of the videos they posted on the Cavaliers Twitter account Uh, with Lowry. What do you see for him and his role with you guys and and how you guys can work together, especially as a guy that's uh, looking to find your teammates and get them open shots?
1: Yeah, um, come from my point of view, I want Lowry to shoot it every time that I pass him the ball. (laughs) You want to rack up those assists. Yeah, nine times out of ten it's going to go in. So I tell him every day, I was like, bro, just shoot it. Because, I mean, I have a lot of confidence in him. I know he does as well. The entire team does. So, I mean, we just really want him to be aggressive, be one of the leaders on his team, even though it's his first year to the Cavs. But, I mean, he's been in the league as long as me and Colin have and Jared. So, I mean, just have another voice on the team and another score, it help a lot.
0: You know, I, I am kind of curious, and I'm sure uh – a lot of people in Cleveland are too. You've got now, you, you touched on Jared Allen, Mobley, and, and Lowry. Uh, you know, I don't know if Low- I don't really see Lowry playing the three for you guys. So it's going to be interesting to see how you guys balance out that dynamic, you know, having those three guys. Um, at least from my vantage point, it's going to be interesting. Other than that, though, I mean, you also bring in Ricky Rubio. We'll call him the vet on the team. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll spare you that in your third year. But um, have you, have you had any conversations with uh Ricky at all so far and anything that uh he's maybe tried to talk to you about? Because he obviously was another a former highly drafted point guard as well.
1: Um, yeah, Ricky, he's just coming coming in and he's bringing that leadership role. Um, I mean, he's been in the league for a long time, he played a lot of Olympics, a lot of FIBA games, so he's seen a lot of basketball throughout his years, and um. I mean, I just can't wait to learn from him. Like you said, he was a uh, playing guard that got drafted early, and he helped a lot of stars now when they were younger. He helped Devin Booker. Uh, he helped a couple more. So, I mean, I want him to come in and just bring that to me, Colin and Jared and all the other younger guys around him so we can get better. And, uh, I mean, he's going to have to help us too. Uh, just come in, be a playmaker, be aggressive, and put everybody in the spots that they need to be in. So I'm really forward to looking forward to uh, just picking his brain a lot and just learning from him as well.
0: And with all these additions that you guys have made, and, and you yourself touched on how your goal both for yourself and for this team is to win more games. Um, so with the, with the talent upgrade that you guys made, I'm curious, you know, everybody jokes about uh, when a team is – you know, making that next step, the the P word, playoffs. So have you guys talked about that as as a goal for this team uh, going into the new year? What, what are the expectations for the Cleveland Cavaliers within that locker room?
1: Yeah, in our locker room, our expectations to make the playoffs. Um, the league is very balanced this year, so it's going to be tough, but I think we have the mindset and the guys to do it. Uh, I mean, everybody's bought in right now, so I think we're at a good point right now. But I believe we, we have another gear to get to to make it to the playoffs, and I think you guys are going to see that this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. You know, the the league is balanced, and in the East in particular, it seems like every team tried to make moves to improve. I mean, obviously, Brooklyn made a uh, a couple of additions. Again, Patty Mills, they rekept guys, uh, re-signed guys. The Bucks got Bobby Portis, you know, the Knicks. You, you go on down the list. Um, so it, it, it will be, you know, Chicago, obviously. Um, and you guys made moves as well. So I do look forward to that Eastern Conference. I think people are sleeping on it a little bit. I know most of the time people talk about the West. But, you know, w- with that in mind, um, you know, the guy that's going to be leading the charge here for you guys, J.B. Bickerstaff, um, I was curious for people that, you know, aren't in that locker room. What is J.B. Bickerstaff like behind the scenes as as a coach and and in trying to foster that that mentality to get to the playoffs for you guys?
1: Um, I mean, it's not he's not pressuring us, but he's definitely putting our ears saying like that's our goal. That's that's what we want to get to. So, I mean, he's just definitely keeping it cool right now to game start, but I mean he's really on us right now about conditioning. Um uh, got to be one of the best fit teams in the league. So we've been preaching that since we've been back in Cleveland. Um, defensive wise, I mean he's really on us about defense as well. <laughs> uh, he wants to want us to stay in stance for twenty four second shot clock. We got three or four seven footers on our roster right now. So I mean they're helping us a lot. And um, you just really want the guards to get into the ball and uh, pick people up and turn them and, you know, just have some energy on the front side of the ball instead of the back side, just have to worry about them getting stepped the paint and Jared Allen and Evan having some black shots all day.
0: You know, the two of those guys, it's almost like back in the day when uh, they had the Twin Towers in San Antonio. With Duncan and Robinson, I, I I don't know if they're that elite yet, but it, that that definitely uh, is a promising tandem with those two, and you know with, with Jared. So I'm I'm in Brooklyn, and I had Jared Allen here uh, for a couple of years. So it's funny. Ed Davis was the first guy to say that he was going to become a hundred million dollar man. Uh, lo and behold, it ends up being with you guys in Cleveland, and and you guys get the new deal done with him. So. With Jared Allen, what do you foresee for him uh, going into this season? And um, you know, I, I'm also curious if you've ever talked to him about kind of taking the Afro and maybe doing some cornrows or something different. I, I've joked, with him, I've joked with him about it, and he and he's just like, nah, man, like I'm, I'm never cutting this thing. And I don't know. I mean, at, at some point, like his Afro is going to like touch the net. At, at this point. He's so tall. So, I'm curious, <laughs> so I'm curious for you what you think uh, Jared Allen's uh, potential could be this season and uh, if we could see a new hairstyle because I, I, I wouldn't mind it for him. Something different.
1: Uh, Actually, I think the fro is not going anywhere. Uh, when he first got here, me and Colleen used to joke with him all the time just saying he should get cornrows, he should try something different. And he's just not budging at all. So, uh I mean, even after hundred mil he's still not budget, he's still the same Jared Allen. <laughs> so um, but yeah, as a basketball standpoint, I think he's gonna help us a lot. Um defensive wise, everyone knows what he can do. Uh he can really move his feet, block shots, um, and then offensive wise, he's gonna have to has to be a load. I mean, a lot of pick and rolls, a lot of lobs and um just help Evan as well. He actually used his voice a lot this year to help out Evan and um, just to put him in different spots on the offensive of and defensive wise to make him successful and both of them successful at the same time. So Jay has a big role this year, and I mean I think he's up for it, and we're looking forward to it as well.
0: Are you making him pick up the tab now at dinner because this guy's going to cash in now? On a oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: We started that at summer league. We started that early.
0: There you go. I mean, j- listen, he is a very knowing him. He's he's a really he, first of all, he's a great guy, but he is definitely practical. Um, so it's good to see. I, I like to see him spread his wings. If, if I saw this guy coming out with like a Mercedes Benz and corn rolls, I book it all star. Like that, that's happening. Um, oh, sorry, huh? <laughs> if he, I, I would, if he, if he comes out with that, that swagger, that'd be hilarious. But, um, no, nah, he's got a, Like you said, he's got a bright future and. Couple other guys I wanted to touch on before getting you out of here. Um, your backcourt mate, Colin Sexton, um, has, has proven to be a guy that can drop 20 plus points in the league, uh, at this point now as a, as a score. For, for you with Colin, um, one, how, how do the two of you balance that dynamic as far as being guards and, um, Also with him, just obviously there's been a a bunch of noise around him because he's eligible for the contract extension. And since he's a good player and he's young, he comes up in trade rooms as well.
1: Well, our dynamic is, I mean, it's very easy. Um, I mean, I'm an unselfish guy. So whenever he wants it, I'm going to give it to him. Literally, whenever he wants the ball, he can get it. Uh, And then, I mean, he's just so good. He's so fast and just an elite score, he can just go get a bucket whenever he wants. So it's a lot of relief off my shoulders and all the other guys surrounded by him. And um, I mean, he's very unselfish as well. So, I mean, he'd he look at me like, you want it? I'm like, yeah, let me get that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and we just run our sets or, I mean, it just happens. So, I mean, it's really easy to play with him. Uh, he's fun to be around. So it's, like our connection on the court is pretty easy. So, I mean, it's pretty dope. Just having another guard that can just go get a bucket on on the same team. How
0: how has it been for you guys when, you know, obviously him going into his like contract year where he could get an extension and and the trade rumors come out sometimes, like how was that for you guys within the locker room? Do, Do you guys talk about that stuff at all?
1: No, we don't really talk about it. Um, me I mean, our locker room, all we just care about is making each other better, getting better as a team, and getting wins. And that's what we preach. If we win, everybody looks good. Everybody is on to the next thing. Like, if we're all winning and all on the same cylinder, everybody looks good. So I think when we start winning, hopefully this year, then, hey, you get what you want.
0: And, and the last guy on the roster I wanted to touch with you on is a guy that's uh, been at the level you want to be. He's been an all star before and, and an Olympian at that, which I know you've done too with uh, with Team USA as well. But Kevin Love, obviously, you guys got a loaded front court. But um, what has he been like for those that don't know Kevin um, as a teammate behind the scenes? And what do you think that? Uh, he can bring to this team going into the season amid, you know, all the talk out there.
1: Uh, Love, he's a treat to be around literally. Uh, he's always had a smile on his face, always making jokes, but he's always ready to work. So I call him like my big vet. That's that's the big dog right there. So like you said, he's won championships, playing Olympics, uh, all-star appearances. So, I mean, he's done it all. So we all just try to pick Love's brain of what he has seen. He's seen a lot of basketball as well. So uh, I try to pick his brain over little things. Uh, me and Love we go out to eat a lot. We talk a lot. So it's cool just having an, a guy that that did everything that you want to do. So just hearing all his experiences, I mean, it's really cool. Um uh, yeah, we love having K-Love around just just have another voice. Like I said, he's seen everything. So just him just speaking out over things that he's seen in practice or something that we're not doing right, like he'll, he'll preach on that. Like he'll come back in the locker room and tell us like what we need to do right. So it's just good having him around.
0: Anything from him that uh, he's p- particularly shared with you that um, has stuck out?
1: Um. My rookie year, he always just told me, like, just to stay aggressive. I mean, he he tells me this every night before we go out to any shoot-around or anything. He always just tells me to be aggressive. Go play your game. So, I mean, I always take that with me into the game just to be like, yeah, just go play my game and don't worry about anything because he knows. He's seen the work that I put in as well, so he knows what I do.
0: Well, Darius, you're going to have to be aggressive uh, going into this season and, and play your game to, to make those pollsters and those executives uh, look smart for picking you as uh, the top breakout player. So, I certainly, <laughs> you know, Darius, thanks again for joining me on the podcast, and I do wish you the best of luck as we get ready for the NBA season coming up.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me as well.
0: You got it, Darius. And I also want to thank everyone else for tuning in. If you want to hear more episodes of the Hoops Hyde podcast with guest appearances from NBA players such as Darius Garland, coaches, executives, and media members, you can like and subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can also keep up with my tweets on Twitter, at Mike A. Scotto. Make sure you're following Darius, too. He's at Darius Garland 22 Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Scotto, wishing you and yours. All the best.